Imagine you gave a dollar a day to a worthy cause, but you did it along with thousands of Jewish people around the globe, and you all donated to one cause every single day. Thousands of your $1 bills pulled together towards one cause daily. What's the impact of your dollar then? You don't have to imagine it. You can and should do it by joining Daily Giving today. Head over to dailygiving.org and become a daily giver today. That's dailygiving.org. Jewish Money Matters, episode 348, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. This week on Jewish Money Matters, great episode on Monday with financial therapist Simi Mandelbaum. I think there's there are more people than we think who would benefit tremendously from a financial therapist. So I encourage you to listen um, because we discuss the profile of the person who belongs there as opposed to with a financial planner or advisor, which is what we most often tend to think, you know, should be our first, our next step, our next stop, right, in this in the financial journey. There is a difference, and, and she explains how to determine whether at this moment you need one over the other. But we also get into the juicy stuff in terms of our relationship with money, uh, money and marriage, and also her personal experiences with money. It was a wonderful, wonderful episode. And I'm really proud and excited about the work that she's doing. It's really, really, it was a great episode. So if you haven't, if you didn't catch it yet, head over to Monday's episode with Simi Mandelbaum. So this week, I don't, I don't have a review, guys. I don't have a review. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Maybe I do in another country's platform, but honestly, I, 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 I'm checking really quickly here as I record. I need to get this episode out. And in the US platform, Apple, there's nothing new. So if you're a listener and you've been meaning to leave a review and rating, can I just ask you to do it right now? <laughs> it takes 30 seconds as you're listening. And I, I know we're, you know, we're often so busy. It's, it's a good thing, you know. Um, but uh, if you do find this show helpful, then just help me by leaving those reviews and ratings. Yeah, deal. <laughs> and of course, thank you. Big, big thank you to everyone who has done that. It is so important for the show's growth. And I keep hearing on social media how much people admire the show and admire the quality of the guest and the qu quality of the interviews and the topics and so on and so forth. So if that's you and you just haven't left a review, um, just go ahead and do that. And if you don't know how to do that, just DM me. I will be very quick to respond and show you how to do that. Um, and of course, I can't forget to mention that when I pick a reviewer of the week, that person gets a 20 minute call with me and that's my gift to you. And hey, your chances are pretty high of winning that call, obviously, right? All right. So speaking of calls, I had very, very, I think I mentioned this last week, but I want to say it again, because now the, all these calls finished. I had very, very productive business calls these, this month, coaching calls and also finance. You know, when you discuss business growth, it's impossible not to discuss your beliefs about money and how those might be limiting you or hurting you in your business. Your relationship with money is something that needs to be dealt with. And it's it's in a, it's unavoidable when you're building a business. It really comes up. So we had really, really interesting calls. I should have brought more reviews. I really wanted to share with you. Maybe I'll do that later. Um, but I, I did share a, a little bit of the feedback last week. Actually, you might also want to go back 
and listen to my episode with Joyce Astria, 334. Yeah, 334. That's where we talk about that, actually. We, we really do. Joyce really uh, makes a point of, uh, you know, kind of discussing how the relationship with money and the context of business and all that. So so that's a, that's a good episode also to listen to if you haven't. And also, big announcement, speaking of Joyce Astria, that's the big announcement of my week. I can't believe I didn't say that first. I launched a business mastermind with Joyce Astria. You may have seen this in my newsletter. You may, uh, you may have caught it on social media, but in case you you didn't. I'm announcing it here right now. This is huge because it's something that I wanted to do for a very long time. You probably have heard me say something along these lines because really there's multiple, multiple requests that I've gotten over the years for business mentoring and coaching. But as you know, I just don't have the capacity to take on more one-on-one clients. And it's something that Joyce wanted to do as well to serve in a bigger, better way, because she herself doesn't have the capacity to mentor people one on one, but so many turn to her asking for advice and, and help. So we put our heads, our hearts and souls together over the past few months, pen and paper, <laughs> and got to work on something that can really take the entrepreneur and business owner in our world to the next level in their business growth. But guess what, without compromising their values, which is a big deal for both of us and a big differentiator. And that's why I couldn't have asked for a better partner. I mean, this it was godsend, really. Um, and you know that about me. But you can see what Joyce has to say about that values and the commitments to values on episode 334 as well. And of course, you can learn all about the mastermind and the details of how this was godsend, this, how this project came about um, all inside yaeltrush.com forward slash maximize. It is a great story. So be sure to catch that. Be sure to catch all the details of the ma- mastermind. It's not just a great story. It's a great mastermind. And in fact, it's more than a mastermind, I would say. I'd like to think of it as the perfect combo of a mastermind and a course, because it's not just a group of business owners thinking and discussing. It's a course. We have important topics to teach you that we've really carefully crafted. But of course, it's done in a mastermind setting where we're also learning from each other. We're also tailor tailor making is that a word tailor making customizing um, a lot of the teaching based on the group in this cohort right where you got you're going to get hot seats to get coached by Joyce and myself and be held accountable you're going to be with us live two times a month over the next six months so we're going to be working with you for six months, twice a month. So it's not a passive experience. It's very much an active experience. We're all about a, about the action. You remember that from the interview? I think I think you get that vibe about, about us. Not about the hustle, not about the grind. There is a difference and you will surely learn it with us, the action. So yes, six months maximize. Practical, transformative, energizing. This is what it's all about. The way we see it, we want you to maximize your potential, maximize your impact, and maximize your wealth. That's what we're here to help you do. And we're putting our hearts and soul into this because we believe that is what every business owner set out to do for themselves. And it's just that we sometimes get stuck, really stuck. We don't know what's the next move. Our vision becomes blurry. We don't see options, possibilities, right? Does any of this sound familiar? Because we've heard it a lot from you, the audience. So we're going to get you there. We're going to get you to maximize. Head over to yaeltrush.com forward slash maximize. Now, one last thing. You can get $200 off right now by using the code 200 off. But I want you to 
to keep this in mind. This is really very important. First of all, I have I, I want I like a good savings and you know that about myself. So I want to make sure that you utilize this code. But here's the detail. You really want to hurry because we only created a limited amount of these codes. Actually, we created 10 of those and they're limited, not just in amount, but in timing. We're not creating any more and they expire. So be, basically after next week, there's no more discount. The early bird opportunity is gone. So if you want in on this early bird pricing, use the code 200 off at yaeltrush.com forward slash maximize. All right. Okay. So we've got two very interesting questions in the mailbag today. In all honesty, we have three very interesting questions. Uh, the third one is an awesome question, but I have to do a little bit more due diligence on that one. Um, but so I'm going to hold off on it. And, uh, I'm going to hold off on answering it this week. And I'm going to only take two questions also because I think it's going to they're, they're good questions. They're, I think I'm going to I might be long on these ones. One is related to dating and the other one to debt. Two very different topics. Although I don't know, sometimes, you know, I start seeing like the bigger picture of what we answer on this show. You know, I can see connections over here. So let's see. Our first question is from Aliza. Aliza asks via WhatsApp. I'm a single mother. I own my own business. Not only do I own it, but it's a very thriving practice. It's growing. I started my practice in 2020 and got divorced in 2021. And Hashem literally blessed me that I've 10x my business last November and we're about to 20 exit. Funny because it was the month my divorce was finalized. So my question is... If and when I start dating this, I have a concern because I was married to someone who didn't have the same values as I did and was not willing to compromise at all. So I make my own money, Baruch Hashem, and Hashem is taking care of me and my family very well. And I want to know if I was to get married again, that this is this is a huge factor for me because I make my own money. So I'm not marrying for the sake of finances or get financial support, but it's important to me that this person has the same values. So when you talk about the money date with your spouse, Yael, how can this apply to me? Because I don't want to find out after I'm married that we're not in the same page. What kinds of questions could you ask beforehand? Because we're going to be merging finances at some point. So any tips and advice so that I can pl apply this money date concept when I'm in the dating process and in my particular situation. Well, Aliza, this is a great question to be asking right now, even before you've started the journey of dating again. First of all, it's so admirable to that you recognize how Hashem has taken care of you. This is just number one. Like I'm, I'm blown away by, but just by that, right? And how clear you are on the fact that when you enter another serious relationship, you already know you want to enter it with a person who's confident enough to handle a woman who has clarity, confidence, and autonomy when it comes to her money. So it sounds that's I'm kind of translating here, but it sounds to me that you know that you want that type of person, right? Um, it's, it's It also sounds to me like beyond the fact that you run your business, you're also confident on the personal finance side of things and you're managing the money that you bring in from the business in a way that is intentional and aligned with your values. It seems like you are. But that to me is the first step. So I just wanted to mention that for the benefit, not just your benefit, but the benefit of the audience, right? If you're still in a place where, yeah, I'm making this money, um, you know, the business is really thriving and growing, but on a personal level, it's a bit of a mess. I don't know how much I give, how much I save. I'm not investing and I don't know what I'm saving or investing towards. I don't have financial goals and I'm financing, et cetera, et cetera. I want you to be in that place. That 
I want you, meaning I want you to get yourself organized in that sense, right? Because that's a very good place to start dating when you have confidence on your own money, you have clarity. And so you're not approaching this dating process from a place of neediness, right? But this, so we often talk about this on the date, on the, on the podcast as, as, a, as a whole, right? This is for everybody. In your case, Aliza, I think this is pretty, you know, kind of it, that that's a done deal, right? That's kind of where you are. So you're kind of role modeling this for us, possibly, even though you didn't tell me explicitly, but I'm just assuming here. So, and when you start dating, I want you to do proper due diligence first, because this is so important to you. You want to first find out from references, where does this person stand financially? And that's, that's fair. That is actually very fair. You want to find out because you're a person who, you know, is already coming into this divorce and having being financially stable on your own, right? So you want to know, is he financially stable? Is he financially responsible? How does he tend to spend his money? Does he give charity? Tell me more, right? You can ask those questions. What kind of lifestyle does he live? Tell me more. You want to start piecing the story of how he utilizes his money. Now, of course, throughout that, you will hear implicitly about his own values because remember we put our money where our values are and of course you know you're gonna hear how people describe him as a person his character how he spends his time (laughs) not just his money but his time right you're gonna start getting a very good picture um don't be shy about asking about the fine you don't be shy to ask about the financial aspect and asking is he the type of man who will feel comfortable with a financially independent woman? You have every right to do so and and say, you know, uh, say things do sound okay to you enough to start dating this, you know, potential candidate, then yeah, that's something that you also want to bring up eventually, you know. And at first it might be mostly you're kind of gathering the answer to your questions, right? Because it's all a process of due diligence, even as we are dating. Now, let's there's, there's an initial due diligence to decide, do I even go out with this person? Then as we are in the dating process, that's a process of due diligence also. And at first, it's mostly the art of observation and conversation. You, you can observe what are the values of this person, right? Through the conversations, the behaviors, you know, if someone tells you in conversation that family is a value, that family is so important to them, it's super important to me, but it also comes up that he never sees his kids or, you know what I mean? Then something is off, but but by virtue of how he spends his time and his money, you're going to start seeing, oh, wow, this person, um, is really a person who has family at the top of the list. Oh, you, you'll also see, you know, if this person really feels comfortable with your ability to manage your own money, with you having a business, if that's something that's admirable to him, if he is interested in that, you know, side of you, right? You're looking for a person who's at ease, who doesn't seem intimidated. Later on in the relationship, when you've gotten past the okay, there's something here, we like each other, we can see the possibility of spending life together then it's time to speak very openly about money. That's when we talk about both the current financial situation of each of you, the debt, the assets, etc., and the financial aspirations. And with that, you know, we bring up why, why that aspiration or that goal, what is behind it? Why? What's the why behind it? Why is that important to you? And now we're starting to form a full picture of whether we have value systems that can align and money mindsets and behaviors that can be merged as well. 
And by the way, and maybe because I'm at the, on the heels of having this conversation with Simi Mandelbaum, but I want to say that you might realize that you get to a place where it, this is really worth pursuing, right? The, everything is going well with this person, but something needs a little bit, you might need a third party to help you navigate some area and help you see our blind spots in the area of money and how we can collaborate better and actualize what we see as a potential marriage. And that's okay. I think it's perfectly okay to go to a financial therapist or even to a marriage you know, therapist before marriage, especially at your stage in life where you're coming out of a divorce and you're raising your children on your own, you're financially independent and you want your next marriage to be unlike the first one and you know, and be one that's going to last and not going to hurt you financially, emotionally, but to capitalize further on who you've become and maximize that potential that you've actualized independently up until then. You want a partner who will do that for you and with you, meaning you're also going to do the same for him, right? That's a real marriage. And it's funny that the word maximize came up here. <laughs> maximize is on my mind, definitely. Um, maximize the business masterclass. Again, let's just give it another plug. But you know what I mean? In this marriage, we're creating something that's bigger than the sum of its parts, right? Um, and hey, Aliza, maybe maybe you want to join the masterclass. It sounds like you would be a great candidate. Anyway, John, the two episodes that come to mind here, Aliza, that I want you to go back and listen to. My last episode, just this week again with financial therapist Simi Mandelbaum and episode 339 so not very long ago with Aliza Ben Shalom marriage-minded mentor in fact she would be also a great person to consult with when the time is right but hopefully that give you a good picture and hopefully that's helpful please keep in touch and let me know if you have any further questions all right so anonymous on Instagram asks what would you do to figure out the financial aspect of investing in myself slash growing my business should I borrow money all right, Anonymous, this is a great question and one that I get a lot, different iterations of kind of the same idea. I think we have to talk about debt a little bit more, especially in the context of entrepreneurship. Debt tends to get a bad rep. While we often hear the term bad debt and good debt, and I will admit that I often use the term probably not bad debt as much as toxic debt to refer to high interest credit card debt. The truth is there's no such thing, no such thing as bad debt per se. Debt is neither good or bad. Um, debt is neutral. It's a tool. It's a financing tool, people. And used in the right way, it can create tremendous opportunities for growth, much like any tool you have around you, let's say a hammer, right? Used in the right way, it can create what you want in your home. So we've got to talk about how we use debt. And we've got to talk about the determining factor and the way we behave with it, which is our thoughts and our feelings about debt, right? And so I'm kind of planting the seed. I'm trying to shift perspective a little bit because I think this is often overlooked. See, there's debt that we use to finance quickly depreciating assets to a point that it becomes toxic in our lives. We buy something we want, we can afford it at the moment, but we it also won't produce any return for us. And moreover, actually, this is the most important piece here is that we want that stuff, but it's really very, very often a distraction or a toxic coping mechanism to avoid the emotional discomfort in our, our lives, whatever that might be, which of course cannot be healed with a shopping spree, right? And then there's a use of debt to finance purchases with a potential 
high, potentially high return on investment. An example, the easiest one is let's say your education, right? So when you think about your business anonymous, it's important to look at your views on debt and also what it means to invest in your business and you to use debt to finance that investment. You know, I actually, I actually used to work in the lending side of an investment bank and, um, this is where we structured debt to help companies finance their activities. So that was, it was actually very cool work. And yes, I know I've talked about the fact that I didn't love investment banking as a lifestyle, but some, some parts of the work were kind of the structuring pieces were really cool. And it gave me a really interesting perspective on debt. Um, my husband actually also, this is something that comes up in our conversations because he works on real estate financing and a lot of his work is also structuring debt, not just the equity side, but the debt side for different real estate projects. So when a company needs money to grow its operations in a big way, it usually doesn't doesn't have enough cash just lying around. You think about, you know, building railroads or roads, um, <clears throat> um, subways, uh, oil and gas pipelines, manufacturing facilities, right? These are huge projects that require a lot of money. But it even it, it can even be smaller projects. It can be uh, expanding um, office space, refurbishing retail space, upgrading computer systems or other types of systems, purchasing equipment, whatever it might be. So it doesn't make financial sense for a company to save up money over five plus years so that they can invest it in a project that they need today to grow their operations and meet the market demand today, right? So when they get to that point, they borrow, right? They go out to the market and they borrow. They can either take a loan from the bank or they can reach out to a group of investors to borrow money. And, ex- and in exchange for the money, that they borrow from investors, the company or even the government who is borrowing the money issues what's called a bond, right? So this is, remember, stocks and bonds, right? Bond, which is basically an IOU on the loan and states the terms of that loan. For example, you know, 10 years um, at 5% interest interest rate, let's say, right? When these companies believe that the long-term return on their investment will be greater than the price they have to pay to borrow the money, they go ahead and they borrow it. It makes perfect financial sense. This is very, very important. When you believe that your return on investment will be greater than the cost of the money, you borrow it. You take other people's money. You've heard that term before, I'm sure. Oh, you know, other people, other people's money, OPM, right? To finance what you need to finance because you will be able to pay it back and then some. So in other words, debt, when seen from this perspective, is a great invention, right? Now, now we're starting to get the picture, right? Uh, It allows you to use other people's money to finance the growth and development of your company today. It's the same way that we see it used in real estate, right? That's how developers build their shopping malls and their parking spaces and their buildings, right? They put other people's money to work. And very often we see that entrepreneurs keep themselves small and they don't grow as fast as they could to reach that full potential and impact and an impact and impact more people in the world because they have a fear around debt because they're afraid of debt but so that's what kind of like I wanted us to kind of reframe it because think about it if you believed that you could borrow money let's say you bought $10,000 to invest in your business and you could 10x that investment over the next 5 years would you do it 
Well, you borrow $10,000 from the bank at 5% interest and use it to create $100,000, you'd be paying the bank $500 of interest a year for five years. That's $2,500 plus the initial $10,000. That's $12,500. So here we go. We've used $12,500 to create $100,000, right? Because you believe that you can create that money. You just need to borrow in order to create that money in your business, right? So any corporation, any real estate developer will call this a no-brainer. And that's why it's done all the time because it's a fantastic tool to achieve what you need to to get to that $100,000 and and more, right? That's just the example. But you see, you understand now when you, when you look at the numbers, it, it becomes really very clear. And that is the power and the possibility of debt. So debt is neither good nor bad. It just it just is. <laughs> it's just it it just is. It's the same thing as we we say about money around here, right? Money is not good or bad. It's just, it's just a tool, right? So of course, in the case of your business, if it's a small business, let's say, you want to make sure that again, you're investing the debt, money and the time and energy in something that you will expect will give you a certain return on your investment and you have to be committed to that return on investment, right? So you have to understand, okay, what is the goal here? I, for example, have taken debt to finance things in my business that yielded a tremendous return on investment. Certain coaching programs, for example, which were very, very, let's say, pricey, let's say, right? Um, And I was able to quantify how quickly I got my return on my investment. And I was so pleased that I made that commitment and that investment that I took out the loan. And of course, I had the discipline to pay it. But the debt itself was a drop in a bucket in terms of how much money that investment helped me generate in my business. So so you start seeing the, the, the possibilities here, right? So all that to say that we tend to have beliefs around about money and about debt, now we have to look at carefully as they might stop us from building our businesses anonymous. So I want you to do that for yourself. I'm not saying, God forbid, to be reckless or irresponsible. I'm saying to try to see what are your real thoughts about debt and whether there's something going on that doesn't allow you to make that vote of confidence, let's say. Yeah, take that vote of confidence and invest in yourself and your business, right? Is there is there something that's holding you back? There might be a fear around debt. It might be some sort of money story, things like that, right? And of course, of course, this is all without knowing anonymous business, the type of things she would do, use potentially the debt to finance the potential ROI on those investments, right? I don't know any of that or her personal financial situation, including any debt that she may or may, may not be carrying in her personal life and her relationship with money, her level of discipline and financial management, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So this is all important things that I don't know, but I thought it was a good opportunity um, in general to offer a fresher, possibly healthier perspective on debt, particularly as it pertains to our uh, to our businesses um, or particularly as it as it pertains to business owners or entrepreneurs. Bottom line to all the business owners out there, I want you to start seeing debt as another financial instrument that opens up possibilities and facilitates growth. It's not good. It's not bad. It's neutral. You're borrowing other people's money and you're putting it to use in a really potentially very good way. All right. And I want you to think of something else that I think we mentioned not so long ago on the show. The idea that 
Taking debt to finance the growth of your business is no different than taking a student loan to pay for college, for law school, for medical school, and paying that money a few years later when you're earning money in that career that you invested in, right? Like this now sounds a little bit more familiar and we understand that logic, but we tend to maybe not apply it to our businesses, right? What is happening there? Well, the debt is opening up possibilities and opportunities today that yeah, you might have to postpone till later or forever unless you borrow the money. So again, the problem with the debt is but the problem with debt is not the debt is itself. The problem with debt is how we use it or how we think about it, which determines how we use it, right? The problem is mostly when people borrow money today and they have no way to pay it back and they have no commitment to figuring out how to pay it back no matter what, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, so I think you get the picture. What I wanted you to kind of is like reframe this and see debt as a tool that can be used to create these the value and the opportunities. And that's all it is. It's a, it's, it's, it's a tool. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope it opens your perspective as it relates to investing in your business using debt. And of course, as I said, I don't know all the details, but uh, good luck with your business growth. And please feel free to reach out again with any questions. In fact, I would say to Anonymous on Instagram and to all the entrepreneurs out there to join Maximize because, <laughs> because your, your perspective will broaden, right? Kind of like what we just did here. Your ability to see opportunities, possibilities to take measured risks strategically. All of these things are things we're going to be covering inside the Maximize Master Class. Again, it's the best combo of a course and a mastermind. So that's why we're calling it the Maximize Master Class. Because again, we want you to think bigger. We want you to see a much broader view of possibility for your business and take more strategic steps to get there. Because it's like, you can't see past the limit of what you know up until now, right? We don't see beyond that until we're exposed to it very closely. And then we're like, oh, this is possible. And that that's one of the many benefits of you sitting not just with me, but with someone like Joyce, right? Someone like Joyce Azria, who's built companies in the billion dollar range, who has so much experience in expansion and financing strategy to grow and expand and pivots and is so much more, right? And building brands. Uh, it's, it's a real asset to be able to capitalize on that and on some of the incredible guests we're planning to bring you over the next six months. So again, you can head over to yaltrush.com forward slash maximize to join now. But here's the deal. There's a very limited early bird special. I know I said it before, but I want to emphasize it again. When I say limited, I mean really limited, not just in terms of time, but in terms of amount. We have 10 gift coupons of $200 off, which expire next week. So if you're thinking that what you want is to be inside this mastermind, inside this masterclass, this course, enroll yourself now with the discount because... Who doesn't want a discount? And because after next Friday, the early bird special is over and anyone who enrolls then will have to do so at the full price of $59.97. So if you want to save yourself some you know, money, just do it already. Do it now and use that code, but do it fast because I don't want you to come back and cry to me and say, oh, but I needed the code and I tried the code and it's not working. I'm like, yeah, because they're gone, okay? And also I want to clarify something because somebody did ask me yesterday over text, shouldn't this be a $10,000 mastermind? Yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> I have to say I was very proud as this person. She was one of my students and got wants you to be rich. So I'm very, very proud that this person caught on on this. And that is the truth. And anyone who knows Joyce and myself and the quality and value that we bring to anything we create knows that. In fact, a few months ago, when we designed this, it was priced at 10k. So 
you were right. Whoever texted me, you know who you are. You were right. And that was as low as I would go. <laughs> and it took a long, you know, a lot of conversation with Joyce and, 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 you know, helping me come around. I will admit it was more me who needed the convincing to lower the price point significantly. So why did we do it? Because we knew that, that among our people, there are people who might be in business and currently in a cash flow dip, which is completely normal. And we didn't want them to, we didn't want this to stop them, right? Or there are people who might not have reached five figure months. So even spending five figures would be a huge stretch or feel like a stretch. And particularly because we realized that there are a lot of people who, like I just explained before, you know, with anonymous question, and as we just unpack the topic of debt, there, there's a lot of people who still have very limiting beliefs about money and, and debt, as we just heard, which holds them back. And we didn't want them to stay back because we hear it worse that you're stuck, but we know you can you can get unstuck. We we know what you can achieve with this business. So you can say, you know, well, if you're gonna do that, then do it as a kindness, do it as a chesed, and do it for free. And you know, if we think about what it costs us to put it together, you can say we're doing it for free. But besides that, here here's the thing that we know very well, and I I want you guys to know it. We need it to be something that stretches the entrepreneur on some way on some level that feels somewhat of an investment because we all know that if we don't invest in something, we don't treasure it, we don't value it, we don't take care of it. And so the idea here is if you don't experience that stretch, that feeling of investing, you will not, and this is guaranteed, I've seen it time and time again, you will not make the most of the program and get the ROI. You will not commit to it. You will not work the program. You will not commit to yourself. You will not commit to it or to your business, which means that you will not get the return on investment. See, I just taught you so much right here, right? (laughs) Much more for you to learn inside Maximize. Don't wait. Mark my words on this one, though. We will not do this the next time around at this price point. You can quote me on that. For now, take advantage of it and get in on the action inside Maximize and get in at even cheaper price by using the code 200 off at checkout. That's 200 off at checkout. But please hurry because we only have 10 of those. And by the time this airs, I have no idea who may have already talked via DMs, etc. to Joyce or myself and we've given them the code. So only a few of those and they expire next week. Next week, we're talking about global connections and networking. And of course, it's a very a little bit of a different topic around here. But of course, we're going to see how it all increases our bottom line. I have a very interesting guest coming up, Natalie Garzon, who has an exciting business summit coming up part of that summit. And it's going to be very cool to talk about what that really means. I'm going to be learning a lot. And I hope you gain a lot from it. In the meantime, be sure to leave a review and rating on your Apple podcast app. We are getting closer to the big day, Rosh Hashanah. So again, let me wish you a kasiva v'chasimah tova and a shana tova umesuka. Shabbat shalom.